You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome to week two recap of the Fantastic Football Podcast. I am your host, Mike Chick. And with us today, traveling with her mama, is Candace. Hey, what's up, everybody? And newly minted, little Daniel. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, with Wait, us again with is John. Wanted- Sorry. I oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Did did Big Daniel come in place of Little Daniel? Is that is that what happened just now? I'm I think confused. so. He's I'm just con- used to being the Little Daniel. That he, he is used to being the Little yours. Daniel. I don't think he's used to. Uh, just so you know, listeners, Little Big Daniel won his contest against Little Daniel. Now I'm confused again. Shit. Super Cami won. Super Cami beat. Coming, super commie. Yes, you super communist. communist. It's Japanese for your uh, for God. Okay. Oh, that's that's even better. <laughs> I guess it's appropriate that God has a big dick. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Then never mind. I can't go with the other question for later. Fuck. Answer the question <laughs> right there. <laughs> All right. So this is our big Daniel, and our little Daniel is also joining us. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> And we also have John. Hey, 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 hey. All right. So how was everyone's week? We already know how big Daniel's was. You know, I feel so good after this uh, turnout. Like my team did so well. I actually was able to upgrade to Magnums for a little while. Oh, my gosh. You're going to you're going to. Yeah, you're going to rub that one in my face. You're going (laughs) to brag that one. (laughs) Yeah. My team did so terrible. I can't, I can't, no, I can't relive that. But I will make good on our challenge. I do not have the googly eyes just yet, but yeah, I'm going to post that up on social media and for everyone to see. It's going to have to be a video because you have to jiggle them and make them do the <laughs> spinning. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so this week in the news, what do we have out there, guys? So the big news story that uh, you sent to us, Mike, actually, to make us aware, and I think it eventually made its way around, is how the team doctor for uh, the Chargers somehow punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung and put him out of commission for last Sunday's game, which actually, as a Charger fan, was not bad, (laughs) seeing as how the rookie Justin Herbert went in there and just, like, threw all over the place. Yeah, he destroyed, he wrecked it, didn't he? 
Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, that how was probably he... to the Chargers' benefit. Yeah, but how did a doctor puncture someone's lung? He was injecting him with a uh, with a painkiller steroid. Is that legal? I, I have no idea. Like, that has that's why there's such large implications. And I have no <laughs> idea the legality of it. I'm going to say it it's not legal to puncture someone's product. lung. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, it's not legal to puncture someone's <laughs> lung, but like, what kind of pain medicine are you injecting into somebody? I, I can only imagine it was like a cortisone shot, but I could be wrong. Hey, I, maybe it was an epidural. He was going into labor. <laughs> I don't think um, it's that uncommon for you know uh, that type of injection, some type of uh, painkiller. But I don't know how you end up puncturing a guy's lung. When you're trying yeah. to administer something, that that's what, what I want to know. What had happened was uh, word on the street is that he had a cracked rib, and uh, Tyrod Taylor was complaining about the pain from that, and so they were going to inject him with a painkiller uh, to get him through a game, and uh, it was an accidental uh, air quotes right accidental. So I'm just going to throw this out there. I thought that they weren't allowed to inject the football players with pain. So, you know, I, maybe this is a different a legal so, type of pain medicine. So it, it's got to be a HGH or a steroid that would have made it illegal. So, like, if it was a steroid painkiller that's not on the list of things <laughs> approved by the league, then maybe. But that's okay. why that's why there's large implications because that that was unnamed. They didn't name the drug that was used um, or anything like that. There we go. I have some super soldier serum. I'm not a big fan of Tony (laughs) Romo, but I know he played like a whole season with like cracked ribs and I don't remember him whining about it. Just going to throw that out there. Damn. But then they, they, they probably did inject him too. And granted that, that guy was a decent quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys and, we, we don't need to mention that he played for Dallas Cowboys just because you're a Cowboys. I think, I, think I think they just know. Like, the listeners know. You mentioned Tony Robo. He only played for one team, so they know. They know. They, they know. In fact, in one of the games he beat San Francisco on, he came back into that game with cracked ribs and won it. So there is that bit of a factoid. But, yeah. I don't know. Maybe as a Charger fan, little D... You're uh you're probably hoping that he might be out maybe at least another week. Well, actually, it, I don't think it's going to matter anymore because I think Anthony Lynn came out today to say that Justin Herbert is going to be the starter for this weekend. Oh, so no I'm kind way. of excited to see that. Yeah. So oh, okay. earlier in the week, he said that Tyrod Taylor was still going to be the starter. And everybody who watched the game on Sunday was like, what? And finally, he came out today saying, like, well, it looks like, you know, Justin Herbert will be a starter. So I don't know if it's because Tyrod is still dealing with that punctured lung or because, you know, he has eyes and we he can see everything else we saw as a Charger fan. So hopefully that stays. Yeah, I was going to say week one, Tyrod did not do a good job. And they've back, in fact, they barely won that game. And it, and it came down to the other team just not converting a touchdown at the end of the game in week one. In week two, it was a closer game. They lost, um, but there was a moment in time where they were leading against the defending champion uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And yeah, and I think you got to give the Charger defense a lot of credit for how that game played out. They really held them down for most of the game, and then finally Kansas City 
started doing Kansas City things and started coming right. back. And well, right. there you go. All right. Well, there you go. As Mitch would have say. it. There you have it. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. What else is there? I don't know what else there is, but I am now at Gila Bin, so I'm going to have to say goodbye to you guys. Um, well, I just wanna... thank you for that segment from earlier. You're welcome. And I did want to say that I did lose this week again, but there was nothing I could do about it. Like, my, I didn't leave any points on my bench, so it's just a rough, rough start for me, but I, I'm planning on making a comeback. So time I to will... start tinkering. I'm it just... is time to start. It probably is time to start tinkering, but I will talk <laughs> to you all later. So have a wonderful rest of your guys' evening. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye. So there was another story uh, that I shared a link on to you guys. I don't know if you guys got it, but it was about the league cracking down on some coaches who were not wearing masks during their games. Some big names there. Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan, Vic Fangio, all fined 100000 each for not wearing masks. And then the teams also were fined for that $250,000. And uh, the league made, out of those fees, one point. Zero five million dollars. Chump change to them. Chump change. Well, yeah, but I mean, considering coaches and players get ten thousand dollars per game, they got fined for ten games. <laughs> they had to coach ten games without getting paid. Wow. <laughs> and this is a this is a what is it a sixteen game season or I don't know if they shortened it the season down to fourteen games. I didn't do my research to that part, but I mean, that's I'm the sure majority that was, of their season. I'm sure it was just for show and uh, they'll get their money back somehow or offset or they it, could have, they could appeal the fines, but I mean, this was this was an agreement that players and coaches all made just so that they can have a season. The basic rule was like, you have to wear a mask in practice, spring training, during the games. You don't have to wear it on the field during the games, but on the sidelines you do. And that's what their violation was. But if you guys, I don't know if you guys watch um, Hard Knocks, the summer camp for the LA Chargers and the LA Rams, but there was a player who went on the field without a mask and his his teammates and coaches all said, hey, you got to get your mask on. Otherwise, it's a $50,000 fine. And that player just like bolted back to the... Uh, the locker room for that. That's a, that's like five games. That's a third of his whole season that he would have gotten fined for. So wait, so is that, is that, is that 10,000 per game aside from like their contracts? Um, yeah, I do believe so. That is aside from their contracts. Like granted, they make a lot of money. Hey, we have Carlos. Hello. Carlos has joined us. What's up, Carlisle? I hope everyone's having a good day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sure am. <laughs> we're we're talking about the uh, the fines that were handed down to those coaches. Oh, hundred thousand dollars each. Man, that was crazy. Like, it's oh, to lot. them that's nothing, but like to us, I, like a, I would argue a it's a lot because I mean they 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 get ten thousand dollars per game that they coach, or I don't know what the coaches make versus the players. I know the players get ten thousand dollars per game that they play. So in that perspective, that's like 10 games. That's like the majority of their season. <laughs> so 
It's pretty hefty. I don't know if people are claiming that to be like league overreach, but that is a contract that they signed. They say they all agreed to do to do this just so they can have a season this year. Yeah, I I I agree with that. I still feel like well, it's the NFL. They always find people for really small small. The NFL do want that money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of with John on this one though, because. I mean, it's good that they're taking measures for prevention of COVID-19 spread, but it seems like the NFL will take advantage of any chance they can take to make their name look a little bit better. I do agree. You never know. I do agree. You're wrong. Maybe it's more virtue signaling or (laughs) stuff like that, but... There were other coaches in the league who kept their mask on. Uh, I can only imagine, though, how tough it is. Because, like, if you look at those coaches, especially Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll is a very vocal coach. He will try to yell at his players from the sideline. How the hell are you going to do that with a mask covering your face? You know, it makes his job harder to do. Um, So I don't know. I don't know. They're going to have to make some adjustments somewhere. Speaking about masks, though, I thought it was funny. I don't know if anybody else noticed. But Bill Belichick had a mask this weekend on that barely looked like it covered his face. It almost looked like a kid-sized mask. So I don't know if that oh, was geez. his way of kind of trolling the rules or just you Bill know Belichick it was. Bill you, Belichick knowing Bill Belichick, that guy is going to try to skirt the rules, if not mock the rules as much as possible. And I bet you anything he, he was. Next week, he's probably going to put like a, um, like a, a bra cup over his face or something like that. <laughs> That would be that would be cool. That would be pretty epic to see that, actually. Or it might have holes like his shirts. <laughs> he might have made it from the sleeves that he ripped his uh, his sweaters from, but nobody would know what it was because, yeah. All right, moving on. Who's got Who's got other articles? Anybody? Anyone? Was a wholesome story slash article about Darius Leonard, who after the game. He's a Colts player. He celebrated and he was really excited. He threw his gloves at some fans in the game and didn't realize that his wedding ring was inside the glove when he threw it. And the fans actually uh, reached out to him to let him know, hey, I think you left something in here. And they were able to kind of get his info, I guess, to mail back the uh, the wedding ring. But he did Uh-oh. say, yeah, I think I might need that. And <laughs> I can't even imagine what would have happened had they not been so nice. Oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine pl- ex- trying to explain that to your wife, though? Like, hey, honey, uh, look, I I didn't take the or I didn't mean to take the wedding band off. It just came off in my glove as I was giving it to some some kid in the stands. Uh, sorry, honey. Okay, moving on. I guess no one else had anything to chime in from that. Okay, I see how it is, guys. All right, so we're going to go over the results of week two. Uh, I am going to avoid looking at my information because I do not want to go over that. Uh, Let's start with, let's see, who is here right now? We have two of us who played each other like in a couple of games. Let's go over our score, John. The Rebel Alliance as fuck versus the Tigris Eggplants. Hey, hey. (laughs) 
And the result of that game was a whopping 161.14 for the Tiger Eggplants versus my measly 116.74. What were your thoughts on that game, dude? Um, I felt like it was a resounding and proper spanking. <laughs> like, that game was done by Sunday. The Monday was just... No, it, it really was. You didn't even need your player on, on Monday night. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, like... Like, nobody stopped scoring for you. It was ridiculous. Yeah, they just kept yeah. going and going. It's like the Energizer Bunny of a football team. <laughs> uh, Not only mainly, that, but, like, I also won by a pretty good margin, like, in general, points-wise. Like, this is the highest, highest uh, team point earning this week. And I was like, that's never been me. Like, my team really balled out this time. And... To be really fair, did. I think I probably peaked. I think this is as good as it's going to get for me because it's only downhill <laughs> from here. I was going to say, never say never. Um, you were projected in in that game coming in to be around 121 or 122. Um, and you definitely beat that margin. Uh, Aaron Jones, your running back, definitely balled out for you. He got 45.6 points to his projected 17.5. Uh, they also had Kyler Murray, who... Candace's quarterback got you 32.14 points versus his projection of 20.4 points. So uh, just to have a few Julian Edelman, I wasn't expecting him to have a great game. He started off kind of slow and then he just freaking eclipsed by the end of the game. 25.9 points to his 12.8 points. Uh, you had a few other ball outs. Let's see. On your bench, you had the Colts defense. The Colts defense got you 17 points. Uh, versus their projection of five points. Uh, but then you also had Steelers as the starter, uh, who got you 13 points. So, I mean, it wasn't that much of a loss. Not like you needed all those points anyway. Um, so a great win for you. Um, also, yeah, Greg Zerline. Greg Zerline, uh, got you 11 points versus his projected seven. Zerline On the other boo. side of things, what's that? Zerline is my boo. Yeah. <laughs> He is. He was your number one draft pick from last year. So, yep. like, the fact that you ended up with him again this year, I mean, that's just a sign. You know, that's it was meant to be. You know, I had a couple of players ball out for me, too. But then I also had a couple of players who didn't show up to the game, and uh, that really costed me. So, Darren Waller, the tight end for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders got 28.3 points. It was projected 13.2. I also had Calvin Ridley, who had another strong performance following his week one performance. He balled out, got 29.9 points to the uh, projected 14 points. Uh, But then everyone else was kind of like, eh. Um, Ben Roethlisberger was my highest scoring quarterback. He only got 18.4 points. In their win against Denver, Dalvin Cook only got 17.1 points to his projected 18.7 points. But then it was Emmanuel Sanders who just didn't show up. He played throughout the entire game, only got 2.8 points. Uh, Just the chemistry between him and Drew Brees just wasn't there. And I don't know if anyone uh, saw that Monday night football game, but Drew Brees was basically dumping it out to Alvin Kamara the whole game. So whoever had Alvin Kamara probably did pretty good. I don't know. We'll see, though. We'll see. 
another player of mine only got 1.4 points, and that was Naheem Hines. And this was completely my fault, but uh, I didn't do enough research on that one. He had a great game one, uh, and they practically benched him for game two. Uh, <laughs> Um, they had two other starting quarterbacks who they used throughout the game in place of Marlon Mack. So that came up not enough research to me too, because yeah, I tried was... to pick up uh, Naeem Himes on waivers, but you beat me to it. Uh, yeah, but I don't think anybody expected him not to, you know, repeat what he did the first week, especially with Marlon Mack out. But nope, it looks like it was all yep. the Jonathan Taylor show. Yeah, and, and and since they won that game by a pretty decent margin, margin, I'm I'm thinking that that's going to be the trend to follow. They're going to keep on going that route as long as they're winning. So who knows? We will see. Uh, John, we had a challenge in that game. We discussed it earlier in the in the episode, but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to flaunt around in some googly eyes. Yeah, do you want to clarify exactly what uh, googly eyes mean? I mean, I feel like it might be self-explanatory, but there might be some people out there that are innocent and don't quite get what uh, is it entails this. Uh, the bet. plastic googly eyeballs that move around and shake. But how big are you they? Can, you can get them in any size. Uh, these just so happen to be uh, like a D cup. I mean, I mean, they happen to be rather rather large they're, they're large enough to cover a d-cup a- yeah. about the size of like a a palm or a, a stretched hand a grown man's hand yeah a grown man's like and and what will you be hand. doing with these uh googly eyes so i will have to pose with these googly eyes or or you know set up photos with these googly eyes for seven days All right i'm gonna post these you're gonna you're gonna have seven total pictures, and I'm gonna put them on the grams or like you guys say the insta. Yeah, no one says the gram, dude. It sounds like you're talking about grandma or something. I've, I've heard it said a couple of times when uh, you say you know what, gram. I'm, I think about illegal substances <laughs> or that. Yeah, post it on the gram. And all I'm thinking <laughs> is that you guys are sounding like you're gonna post some exotic pictures that might get flagged by the gram. <laughs> so, shouldn't yeah maybe. Up his I mean, naughty john john would have he had he lost he would have posed with a very tight fitting 49ers tank top well it was tight fitting for candace i am much smaller than she is so it probably would have fit me perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but it, I but it was it, it was a, girl like shirt. a basketball jersey on you maybe it, it was a girl shirt though so it was cut slightly different yeah uh it would have been fun to see, though, I feel like. That was a challenge that I lost. I am now two losses in a row. Uh, you guys, your your commissioner is just not paying attention this year. He's just, I am, I am absolutely definitely in line for the Geeko. I'm not happy about this at all. Shouldn't Andy be in line for the Geeko because uh, he's constantly <laughs> flicking on us? You know, and... And, and if we were a non-fair league, which which we definitely are not, right? Sometimes. I, I would. I would totally do it. <laughs> I'd factor in, like, <laughs> episodes you have attended and recorded, and I would, like, you know, consider those losses. But no. This is, this is one of those attendance-based classes we yeah, got going he, on. <laughs> he, he had earned 
a win, and that's good for him. Like, good for him. Well, I guess, I guess we'll, we'll, it all. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no go, go ahead. I don't mean to take off. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, I was just going to say it, but I, I guess it all kind of works out because uh, he did nominate himself for the Toe of Satan, so he has that coming to him. He did, uh, and he has still not followed up on that. Like, I don't think he has any intentions to unless we really pressure him into doing the challenge, which, like, he totally he totally volunteered for, so... Uh, I'm, uh, I mean, either way, he's going to get it. I'm mailing it out to him on Saturday because he failed to show up and pick it up when he was visiting. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm man. sure hey, he, he uh, conveniently forgot. You know what? That also being said, I am going to be in your neck of the woods this weekend. If you just want me to pick it up from you, I'll just deliver it to him by hand. Oh, in that case, then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, let's let's hang out. Got any is open? I gotta right. say, uh, I'm I'm not into toe sucking, but I can't wait to see that toe sucking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's a really big Tom Cruise fan. Uh, he loves the Mission Impossible movies, so there should totally be like a scenario where he's like napping or something, and somebody on wires is being lowered onto him to like stick it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I do not volunteer, as <laughs> I probably I weigh either. the heaviest out of all of you. Like I, I. I uh, clarify i've lost 100 pounds and i am constantly constantly like every week i'm working out and uh you know trying to lose more weight um but i'm still a big dude right (laughs) trying to get under 300 pounds i'm almost there but i'm i'm still a big dude and i do not volunteer i'll be the anchor on the other end of that line for sure but uh we're gonna have to lower you john (laughs) i mean i'm down for it I'm always yeah. up for a little a little rope tying. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say cable action, but okay. Um let's move on to the next matchup. We had the um what did what do we call this one? Like the big D little D matchup? I don't I don't know we had a bowl game. I think it was just the Daniel Bowl. The Daniel Bowl <laughs> is fair enough. Let's call the Daniel Bowl. So we have the Gotham Knights visiting the Super Cami team. Uh, the result of that game was 126.8 to Super Cami's 129.96. This one was a nail-biter, though, because uh, we didn't have a clear-cut winner till Monday night, I believe. I was, uh, I was sweating a little bit, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I nice. always said that I was more of a grower than a shower, and unfortunately, <laughs> I did not grow big enough. And, and <laughs> now I am little D Daniel. It was a little too cold <laughs> that week. I mean, it was only like three points. So let's, you know, I'm. I also say I'm a grower and not a shower. So you know, you know, you're only losing by three centimeters. How about that? For some some ladies, those three centimeters count. (laughs) Oh, man. Now I wish Candace was here because we definitely now need the female input on this. But after this last recording, we'll probably (laughs) never get her back again. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Let's start with the Super Cami team. Uh, you had a few. Uh, you had Hayden Hurst, the Atlanta tight end. He got you 18.2 points. He was only projected at nine points, so he doubled his output for you. Good call on that one. Woo-hoo! The Bears defense got you 13 points. Uh, they were projected only at eight points, so that's not bad. They actually gained points because remember now you start with 10 points to start off on the defense and they actually gain you some points. So good stuff there. As far as your quarterback, unfortunately, he underperformed, got you 17 points, six points. Matt Ryan would have got you a better score at 28.5, and so would have Ryan Tannehill. Man, you got some good quarterbacks. Let's trade. Let's trade. I'm joking. I have too many quarterbacks, actually. Um, You also had Jonathan Taylor, the Indiana Indianapolis running back that we were talking about. He got you 19 points. Um, and then I, <laughs> I picked up Naheem Hines, the running back, two slots after Jonathan Taylor. And he was he only got me like one point some odd points. It was ridiculous. So uh good job. Good win for you, sir. On the other end of things, we had the Gotham Knights. Um he had Christian McCaffrey, Mr. Consistency himself, got him twenty four point eight points. He was projected at twenty two point four points. Tyreek Hill had a great game for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he got 21.8 points versus the uh, projected 15.5 points. Um, the Ravens' defense also did well for him, 15 points versus their projected 6.5. But it was Tom Brady who underperformed, got him 8.6 points as opposed to the uh projected 20.5 points uh he did win in that game but were, were there some turnovers there what what happened with tom brady there man uh you know it, tom brady has a <laughs> tendency or a history i guess you could say of looking like he played well in the football game but just not putting up fantasy points and Mm-hmm. It seems like it's it's going to carry over to this year where he might look like he played good football based on certain decisions, throws, and things yeah. like that. But fantasy-wise, the points aren't there. And I think what happened in this case is there was a lot of handoffs to the running backs. And then Leonard Fournette in particular had a monster you know, second half. And so they yeah. didn't really need to rely on on Brady's throwing ability. They just yeah. You know, I would say historically, and... yeah, that's just been Tom Brady's mo. Is that um, you would think that he'd be a better fantasy quarterback, but he's actually more of a quarterback that does uh, whatever he needs to do to win ball games. So if it needs to be like relying on the run game to open up the passing game, that would be his role. Um, and on your bench, you had Philip Rivers, who would have actually scored you two more points at the quarterback position, but that's about it. But you did have James Conner, um, 20.1 points as opposed to your running backs. Well, I don't know. You had Christian McCaffrey and you had Austin Eckler, who are decent running backs as well. You probably could have put them in your flex. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If, if yeah. I would have thought about it uh, i could have used them in, in the flex in case um 
he was going to have a good game. But the thing that, that coming into week two, there was that question of is Benny Snell might, you know, take over that running back game or is Connor right. going to take it over? So I didn't, I didn't have the confidence to play him in my flex. Yeah, um, honestly, I I put him me. in waivers because I was not confident with James Conner anymore. Sorry, Carlos. I know you're a fan. Yes, <laughs> it's okay. Can't make I, 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 I um, I didn't know. I thought it was Snow going to be taking most of the reps. Honestly, right on. All right. Well, Big D, great game. Little D, almost great game. But it was entertaining to watch, and it was very fun to follow you guys in the group chat. I fell short, literally. (laughs) Yes, you did. All right. Glizzy Gladiator, you played Whiskey in a Teacup, who's no longer here with us. But you came in the victor and uh, won with the score 126.8 to her 116.98. Thoughts on that game, sir? Honestly, I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna get some more points, but I forgot I didn't. I didn't put out Kenny Galladay. I left him on the starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. And then the Bills defense didn't do anything. They actually lost me a point. Ouch. And then, um, uh, what is she has Mahomes and um, Hunter Henry. So when mm-hmm. the Chiefs and the Chargers were playing. And they went to OT. I was like, oh, no. I was like. <laughs> I was like the I was last like, thing you needed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Hunter Henry's going to get some some touches right here. And then mm-hmm. watch Mahomes get a touchdown. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I was like, it's over for me. But, you know, thank God that didn't happen. But it was, I was nervous. Yeah. I was nervous that whole, that whole game. That's what fantasy will do to you. Um, Josh Allen, your starting quarterback, had another amazing game. Although yeah. it was against Miami. So, like. Yeah. <laughs> When, when you're playing Miami, or when your pl- when your starters are going to play against Miami, definitely start them. <laughs> that's just been <laughs> that's just been that fantasy matchup you definitely ask for. And look at Stephen Diggs, man, he had twenty nine point three points. So I mean, it was definitely like, where's Miami's defense? Uh, don't know. Ezekiel Elliott again performing pretty well at twenty two point two points. Projected pretty high. He's going to be definitely utilized more in that offense um by the way i'm i'm really happy about that dallas win uh i i don't know about the rest of you guys if you guys saw it i'm gonna take that as a big fat no i definitely was looking at that matchup um i definitely didn't think it was gonna go the way it did that was some of the craziest football i've seen in a while uh i i could only imagine you mike just jumping up and down after that onside kick. And, uh, yeah. That no, was... I, well, I was working that day, but I am definitely more of a Dallas Cowboy critic than a fan anymore. Um, I would have definitely like stopped watching knowing that they're, they're playing to their MO again. They get down early. They fight back in the fourth quarter only to like lose the game by uh, like maybe one or two scores. Um, that's usually how they play. That was their MO from last year and the year before. Um, but yeah, they get down early. They fight back. You know, they're they're basically like a third and fourth quarter team. Um, this time around, they squeeze out a win. I am happy for them, but like they, they need to play better. <laughs> no, you know what? I think for. it's I think it's like one of those things where. If you're a fan, you hate to see it. 
if you're a fantasy football player, you love to see that because that's true. Because I mean, yeah, it just helps you fantasy those, wise. Those close games are the, really the ones that like your your good players they they shine. But they have to be high scoring games because those close low scoring games are are not going to do very well for you guys. Very true. Um, as I found out with the Houston Texans, like <laughs> where is their offense this year? I don't know, but they are really suffering with the absence of DeAndre Hopkins. That's his name. I was just like, man, I'm drawing a blank with that name. Yeah, Will Fuller has always been one of those boomer bust players, but I, th- I thought mm-hmm. this year that he would have a little bit bigger role now that DeAndre Hopkins is gone. And yeah. I was just as surprised as anybody else, I think, to see him not get targeted at all even though he did go out of the game for a little bit because of an injury yeah he came back for the second half and just was not targeted at all so right. i don't know what happened there um but she did have points uh, from patrick mahomes and nick chubb uh, they were her number one and number two picks uh they did great for her uh as far as like todd Gurley, didn't do it quite as well larry fitzgerald actually got her 12 points that's not bad bad he didn't do very well in week one hunter henry her tight end did really good for her um i was gonna say my my chub always does really well for anyone that uses him (laughs) this is uh i guess true i guess justin (laughs) tucker her kicker got her 16 points that is a pretty good like output for a kicker i'm not gonna lie i'm super jealous and again, she outscored me. <laughs> so awesome win for the Glizzy Gladiators. Good job. All right. So for the players who are not here, and uh, I'm assuming they're going to be sending in some audio, but we have the Yuma Sea Boys versus the Yuma Dem Boys in the Boy Bowl. Yuma Sea Boys came out the winner on that one. 133.4 to the Yuma Dem Boys, 111.8. On the C-Boys side, you had Cam Newton balling out. And see, guys, I told you. I told you. Start Cam Newton. Don't start the other guy. And what did he do? He listened. Cam Newton got him 34.5 points. He really balled out. Uh, Chris Carson got him 19.8 points. Mike Evans also did pretty good. Got him 23.4 points. And Kareem Hunt also balled out. Got him 24.1 points. On the other side of things, for the Yuma Dem boys, uh, for a second week in a row, Dak Prescott really balled out for him. Got him 39.8 points. And uh, I'm super happy to be able to report that because Dak Prescott was never on any list last year for the for the ball outs list. He, uh, he was once. I take that back. He was once last year and nobody had him <laughs> as a starting quarterback uh, i thought that was funny but if you look at his bench leonard fournette would have got him 27.6 points aaron Rodgers, the quarterback would have gotten less points anyway so it doesn't matter uh cd lamb his rookie wide receiver would have got him 17.5 points so um that could have been put in his flex position uh, because Jarvis Landry didn't do very well for him at all. So I don't know if there were any challenges there, but being as it's the boy bull, call themselves the uh, opposite gender. Who knows? 
Well, one of them became or, a man. Or compete to... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, was gonna man. say One of them got promoted to manhood. Andy is now the Yuma Sea Men. <laughs> <laughs> I like bum, it. Bum, bum. We're, we're just, we're just going to do it. As the uh, commissioner, I'm just going to change his name. <laughs> He's a sea man. The man. <laughs> and then you had the ghost valley phantoms visiting one way or another guys you guys are our, our mystery player here not doing so well in fact one way i would say is is our new man of mystery here like he's really really looking dangerous guys another another game where he scored over 150 points i have to do something about this guy yeah i'm but, not looking forward to this matchup <laughs> Our mystery player didn't do so hot. I mean, he had Russell Wilson, which you know, like balled out for him. Uh, Miles Sanders as well, who balled out for him. 20.1 points to Miles Sanders and 33.4 points for Russell Wilson. But everyone else underperformed, it looks like. Uh, yeah, pretty much everyone else underperformed. It was uh, not a good game. On his bench, if he would have started Tyler Higby. At tight end, Tyler Higby had a great game, would have gotten 28.4 points. Devontae Parker would have also gotten 16.3 points, but I don't think it would have made a whole lot of difference. No, it wouldn't have. For Quanway or another, Alvin Kamara, I <laughs> got him 38.4 points. Literally, this is what happens when the only offensive weapon for the New Orleans Saints is the running back who received almost every single pass. Yes, I'm bitter. Yes, I'm hating. Because, like, zero passes went to Emmanuel Sanders. And we'll go over that later. Uh, Travis Kelsey also got in 24.0 points. And then everyone else kind of was pretty average. Uh, Matthew Stafford, the quarterback, only got him 16.6 points. Josh Jacobs only got him 13.5 points. Roheem Mostert actually overperformed, got him 18.7 points. But on the bench... Mike Gusecki, the tight end, would have got him 27 points. Gardner Minshew, his backup quarterback, would have gotten 23.4 points. So he would have definitely outscored Matthew Stafford again for the second week in a row. Um, it's not like Cornway needed. Those points are not. He might be celebrating week. his fantasy week, but I'm sure he's crying because he's a Niner fan and pretty much the whole oh, yeah starting lineup for the Niners went down with injury. This is true. This is very true. And did you hear about did you hear about the 49ers concerns playing in MetLife Stadium? I did not, please share. Yeah, I you know they 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 were complaining about the turf in that stadium and saying that that's the reason why so many players went down for injury. Uh and if you notice that their players did suffer a lot of lower leg injuries, so high ankle sprains, ACL tears or sprains. Uh, some players are out for the season. Some players are out for just a few weeks. And their concern for that is that not only did they play the New York Jets this week, but then they have the New York Giants next week. <laughs> like They're asking for a change of venue. It's not going to happen. It's not. like The turf on that field was good enough for the Steelers to come in in week one and beat the Jets. They didn't suffer a ton of game-ending game injuries or season-ending injuries. Well, um, San Francisco's probably also dealing with all the health defects of 
living in a city that's burning right now, you know, yeah. being in a place with uh, you know, all of that affecting their lung capacity, their muscle regeneration, all that, probably. I'm just talking out my ass. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a possibility, though, like th- where they're coming from and stuff like that. Like, what are they dealing with locally that could have led to injuries? I mean, they should just take out their third string uh, <laughs> team, let them play. They'll probably still beat them and they'll be fine. With <laughs> yeah, they're playing the Giants. There's no real need for concern there. And they're playing the Giants without Saquon Barkley. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe they can play their third string. I don't know, because I'm starting their defense, and uh, I kind of need points. So, Speaking of next week, let's go over those. By the way, anybody else have any wagers? Carlos, did you, have a, did you ever come up with a wager for you and Candace? We call that the C-Bowl? <laughs> the C-Bowl, Carlos versus Candace? Uh, I think so. Oh, and I totally forgot that Carlos messaged me. He's, he said he'll be right back. So we're going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happening next week, we have the Gotham Knights visiting the Rebel Alliance of American football. Uh, projection is pretty close, but I'm never going to believe a projection ever again because it's failed me twice so far. Who are you looking forward to balling out in that game? Well... I'm hoping my quarterback situation gets a little bit better because my quarterbacks have been failing me these last two weeks, but I'm going to see if I can uh, pull out a win here or there, even with my little D and my erectile <laughs> dysfunction. Uh, can't do anything about that, but try to make things interesting. I do have some wagers for you if you're interested. And okay. You, you'll have a choice. Oh, gosh. Okay, so let's I came up with two different wagers since it's, it's you know it's me and the commission next week. So I oh, have right. one wager called the Godfather wager and I have one wager called the Joker wager. Um, one big be- Joker because it's chaotic in a sense and then the Godfather one because it's about making you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> Literally. I like I like chaos. Well, let's right. let's hear this. All right. So the Godfather wager is if you lose or if I lose, whoever the loser is, will be given a trade offer that they can't refuse. Oh, God. Okay. Now we're talking. That seems interesting. And the Joker wager is a chaotic because there's no way to know what would come out of it. But it would entail. Whoever is your highest scorer that you played that week would get traded for the lowest scorer on the opposite team. (laughs) And who knows who that is going to be, but either one would be chaotic. Man, you come up with a good wager, and uh, that does sound very chaotic. It could be. You know what, man? I'm going to have to sleep on that. I really am. You're, I might have to just come up with a counter offer and, you know, <laughs> definitely. You know what, though? Had I been winning, I'd feel a lot more confident going into that. Being as I have been losing, <laughs> not feeling very confident. This, this is going to be your week, Mikey. Yeah, <laughs> I can feel it. 
but I do know you need quarterbacks. Think about I it. I'm, will, I'm willing to roll the dice. <laughs> interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. I see that you have lost the services of Christian McCaffrey. That's very unfortunate. I'm sorry about that, man. I think I'll make do, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to feel that loss for a couple weeks for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm getting Chris Godwin back from injury. Uh, that should be pretty exciting. It's going to be interesting to see how he gets utilized in that offense. Um, I am starting the running back James Robinson versus Miami just because he's playing Miami. <laughs> Let's see who I have favorable mal- favorable matchups for. I don't really have a whole lot of favorable matchups. I think you have them all, really. Um James Conner versus Houston. That should be pretty interesting. That might be a tough one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Just lucky that I was able to pick up James Conner since somebody else didn't think they would be good enough. Ah, yeah. You're going to rub that one in my face too? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're still beating me at a quarterback though. I am. I, I'm interested though because you need quarterbacks. I'm trying to get rid of a quarterback. You have to guess which one. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we, would, we can work something out with this with this challenge. Uh, send it to me in writing, and uh, I'm going to sleep on it. Going into next and... week, we also have Quan Wei or another versus the Tiger Eggplants. Both are undefeated. Um, both teams scored over 150 points last week. Um, but the projection this week is 131.8 for Quanway versus Tigris eggplants at 118.9. Why, John? Why? Um, I don't know. I switched uh, my characters around for uh, like optimum pointage and even uh, looked at a few on the waiver. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope, the math is just isn't adding up right now. I'm, uh, I'm definitely feeling like He's got me on this one, and it's just going to mm. be a matter of uh, game day, how they perform. Hopefully the turf isn't affecting my players like it has been mm. to the Niners. And, uh, you know, just pray for the best, but expect the worst. Yeah, I do see a, a few of our players are going to face some tough matchups. Um, they're, you do have a pretty good matchup right there with your quarterback. Uh, Arizona Cardinals with uh, Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions who are uh, trying to win a statement matchup. So expect to see some fireworks there. Greg, the leg Zerline against the Seattle Seahawks. That one might be worth watching. The Steelers defense versus the Houston Texans who have been struggling. They might actually pull out a few points there. Although I have... I have concerns for some of your people playing against Minnesota, playing against the Las Vegas Raiders, who just had a statement win versus New Orleans Saints. Buffalo defense is normally pretty tough, like Pittsburgh defense as well. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game for you, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not. uh, I mean, (laughs) starting off the season with two solid wins. Well, Mm. one was kind of a close one, but... Then a, a bit more of a solid win. I feel yeah. like you know what uh, that was some of my <laughs> residual beginner's luck from last yeah. season. I think, and now we're going to start to catch up to reality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you look on the other side too, you have Quanway or another. He's playing like a 
uh, two of his starters are playing against Miami. You have Gardner Minshew, DJ Chark. Uh, two of his starters are also playing against Dallas. No, one starter is DK Metcalf starting against Dallas. I hate to say it, Dallas's defense is not not playing very well. <laughs> so Robbie Gould is playing against the Giants. Basically, any NFC East team they're going to play good against. Well, best of luck to you. Do you have a challenge for Quanway, or are you going to set that uh, one out? <laughs> I, I think we'll talk about it during the week if he's got any ideas. Um, uh, I don't really know Jeremy all that well, so yeah, I don't know what his weaknesses are that I could exploit for something like this. Yeah. All right. Moving on, you have the Super Kami team versus the Yuma Dem Boys. Big D. Yeah. Big D. Yeah. All right. You're visiting the Yuma Dem Boys. Your projection is 128.1 to his 101.6. Uh, you're also coming off the big win, and he's coming off his second loss in a row. Uh, but yeah, some good matchups there on your side. Um, Lamar Jackson. Facing the defending champions, Kansas City Chiefs. That's a rematch, by the way, of the um, <clears throat> of the AFC East champ, or I'm sorry, the AFC Championship game. That one should be fireworks. Should be a high scoring game on both offenses. Kenyon Let's Drake hope. versus the Detroit Lions. I don't know about Detroit Lions defense too much. I don't think they're doing good. They lost two in a row. Uh, Jonathan Taylor versus New York Jets. I would definitely start him as well. Devontae Adams, your your big ball out from week two. Odell Beckham Jr. versus the Washington Redskins. Yeah, yeah, start him, definitely. And Tyler Lockett versus Dallas. Uh, I have to say, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'm not looking forward to them playing in Seattle, but it is what it is. Yuma Dem boys. Uh, their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, playing New Orleans. That should be favorable. Leonard Fournette playing against Denver. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, Terry Cohen playing against Atlanta. Don't know. Atlanta traditionally does pretty good against the run, but they didn't do well against the Dallas Cowboys. But it's because they use Ezekiel Elliott in the passing game. C.D. Lamb versus CLC Hawks. I don't know. Have to see. He also has Dalton Schultz. He picked them up from waivers. It's going to be a tough game for the Yuma Dem boys. And teacup. I need that W. <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, for you to be two and one in the league in your first year. <laughs> does uh does he normally take wagers? Uh, the Yuma Dem boys. No, this is also his first year in the league. Uh, my coworker is. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll I'll ask him for you if you have one. Okay. To see if you I'll think of something. Okay. Okay. I'll ask him for you. Uh, okay. Lastly, you have the Glizzy Gladiators versus the Ghost Valley Phantoms. I feel like we lost Carlos though. Oh yeah, yeah, we sure did. <laughs> Glizzy <laughs> Gladiators versus the Ghost Valley Phantoms. He's uh, coming off his second win in a row. He's, this is actually a close projection, too. 123.5 versus the Ghost Valley, 121.3. Let's see. Just to name off some names real quick. Glizzy Gladiators has a starter playing against no easy defenses. So, that one looks pretty good. 
Whereas the Ghost Valley Phantoms has Russell Wilson facing us the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he also has Miles Sanders facing off against Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, so, yeah, he's looking pretty good there. Uh, the Browns defense versus the Washington. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Browns defense versus Washington Redskins offense. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. But that one's a close game. It's going to be low scoring, but it's going to be close. Actually, Cleveland has defense has been doing relatively well, so they might actually put up some points against that Washington football team. Maybe. Washington football team. Um, Gosh, I can't believe they're actually considering that to be their name for from now on. <laughs> Washington football team. Maybe they're like going in the direction like a football club, right? Maybe that's what they're going in. Like the English yeah. style, where they're yeah. you know, Manchester United or right, Everton exactly. Football Club. Right, exactly. So Washington football team. Like, eh. I don't know. Yeah, they could they could have come up with something better. But that's what it was. I would say instead of going WFT, you should go WTF. <laughs> Washington team of football. I can get behind that, man. All right. For our biggest bust. Uh, the first biggest bust is Naeem Hines, running back for the Indianapolis Colts, who only got 1.4 points, but that was mainly because he was benched. Um, he was a third-string running back and never got used until the second half, and he only got five touches overall in that game. The second bust was Emmanuel Sanders, also on my team, by the way. Wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, started the entire game and only got 2.8 points. And that was because he only received maybe about three of his five total passes that were thrown his way. Um, but you could tell in that game that Drew Brees did not have any chemistry with him and he lost confidence. You have Will Fuller, the wide receiver for the Texans, for the whiskey and a teacup, only got zero points. But that was mainly because he was injured, right? He came out in the first half and... He- uh, yeah, he got injured, but then he came out for the second half and still didn't get targets, so... Yeah, I think I he was mainly he's... used for distraction in the Probably. second half. He was basically like, well, you can't catch a ball, so run some routes and distract. And lastly, you had Rob Gronkowski for the Yuma Dem Boys. Got zero points, and this is uh, a different issue. The reason why he's the biggest bust of the week is because he also started that entire game. And didn't get any points for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And as you guys know, we don't celebrate the winners in this league. We only celebrate the not losers. And these are the biggest losers of week two. And now to chime in with some audio, we have a few players who could not make it tonight. And we're going to hear from them right now. Hey guys, it's Jeremy, uh, a.k.a. Quanway or another. Uh, great win for my team this week. Uh, going up against Ghost Valley Phantoms. Uh, we did not have a wager, but that's fine because I don't know what kind of craziness would have happened considering all the talk of the toe. Um, so good luck with that. Uh, as far as my team goes, um, quarterback underperformed, but I really didn't need him. Uh, I did have one of my players in the crazy week of injuries. One of my players did go down with injury, Raheem Mostert. So, uh, but he's not, it's not season ending. 
he should be okay. So it looks like I might need to do a little bit of adjusting for my for my team going forward the next couple of weeks, which isn't as bad as some other teams in our league that might need to be uh, making some adjustments considering the the high profile offensive players that went down with injury this past week, uh, which is another story within itself. Uh, next week I will be going up against, let's see here, Tiger Eggplants and John. So I'm looking forward to that. Should be a great game. Uh, both of us are undefeated. Uh, so uh, let's see here. Yeah, it should be uh, it should be a good one right now. Projections, you know, I don't really pay attention much to projections, but projections got me winning. But then again, considering the craziness of this past week, anything could possibly happen. Uh, let's just hope that these players can stay healthy. And if they do get hurt, it's nothing serious. It's minor and that they can come back from it. So I uh, wish everyone luck this next week. And uh, yeah, I'll see you all later. All right, guys. Thank you for that input. Uh, in our last segment of the week, we actually have... Little D. Little Kicked D is black. always Little D is always in search of a good butt. Uh, <laughs> even if he can't fit in it, I guess. Uh, oh, but boy. in this case, uh, I would have to say that the butt of the week has to go to the Kansas City Chief kicker, Harrison Butker, because he got quite a bit of uh, <laughs> airtime there with having sure, to kick yeah. about three straight field goals, I think it was. Fifty yarder, you know, fifty plus yarders, and he still I was got gonna all say that's that's definitely no easy feat, but like the guy has ice in his veins because you cannot ice that kicker. And I can't complain because he's on my fantasy team. But there as a go. Charger fan. But he, as a Charger, kind of I was gonna say, yeah, he did put the nail in the coffin twice for you guys. I yeah, would have so I, I would say he deserves the butt of the week. <laughs> that was a rough one. Um, but okay, yeah. You know who I would have suggested was going to be the tight end for the uh, Denver Broncos, Mr. Jake Butt. That's his last name. And it makes it even funnier that he's a tight end. <laughs> the only thing is week. that... Like, he doesn't meet the criteria. Like, Candace's rule is that he has to have some airtime, and, like, he's not even the starting tight end. He's, like, a backup to the backup. Can so he didn't even get to play his season. game. Maybe. Maybe there'll be enough injuries uh, in the league this year because there was no preseason matchup, so everyone's, like, not conditioned to play the game, that they'll have two starting tight ends get injured. And then, all of a sudden, Jake Butt, tight end. Denver Broncos. All right, guys. Though that is our episode. And thank you again for following us in week two. Uh, there's normally a disclosure that Mitch reads out, but I don't know. And he's never sent it to me. So blah, blah, blah. Big words, big words. Uh, you could reach me on social media at Mike check underscore nine one seven on Twitter. And Big D, where can everyone reach you at? You can find me uh, on Instagram at Danny the Destroyer, and then you can mm. find me on Twitter as Supercommie Daniel. Okay, 
Just so you know, that means like super God, whatever, Daniel, whatever. Yes, super God. <laughs> In Japanese. John, where can people reach you at on the social uh, media? I am available on Twitter at Magic Bollocks. And ladies, he is also available. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's got the Magic Bollocks. And he's if you want to know where if you want to know where the team name came from. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, Lil D, where can everyone hit you up at? Well, definitely you can't find me uh in my pants since uh, I'm too small to see, but you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at djuarez03. All right. Following now. Nice. I like it. Fantasy football bringing people together. And guys, if you have any special requests, please follow us on Facebook at geeklymedia.com. And uh, it's been your week two wrap up of the Fantastical Football Podcast. And you know what, guys? We didn't do it last week. We're going to try some unison shit over the Discord chat because I just want to see how it turns out. We'll see. So, guys, always remember to... Geek out. out. See, exactly. That's why we don't do that shit. Geek out. (laughs) Fuck you, John. Uh, Me and Mitch lock eyes every time we record. And yeah, that's how we do it. That's how you do the... the That's how you do... You guys lock eyes over Discord. Watch each other's lips as they open slowly. (laughs) I, I slowly too so what you like inhale like geek out this concludes our broadcast peace